The views in this podcast are just our opinions. Some rude language may be used, and we will try our hardest not to offend anyone. So check it. Welcome to Just Another Night, a podcast where three nerdy friends just sit about and talk about God knows what. With me is my homeboy Idris. Hey everybody. My home skillet Curtis. What the fuck are you doing with your voice? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I didn't want to ask. the home skillet biscuit host, Toby. (laughs) Mate, what is going on today? (laughs) So, check it. (laughs) What? Be- <laughs> BPM, which is bangers per minute. So we are talking about soundtracks today and how sick they are, bro. I'm back to normal. So Curtis just looks so unimpressed right now. <laughs> so once again, we're doing our video call thing so we can see what the others are doing. I just don't understand what's happening. <laughs> Gangster man. So um, to start, yeah, can off, we leave uh, that to Curtis? Boys, we will um, be doing what we did a, f- a few weeks back now, uh, maybe a month. I can't remember exactly which episode it was, but for those who do remember, we did. Uh, I did a sort of quiz for the guys to uh, guess the film through badly explained plots. So we'll be doing this again, uh, but via uh, game descriptions. So, Idris, Curtis, are you ready? Okay, I guess so. Okay, so this is number one. So there's 12 in total. Check that out. <laughs> 12, yeah. Um, so, number one. A star athlete pursues his abusive father through time. Uh, his daddy is a genetically altered beast whale. What? Just sounds like your life, mate. Beast whale. That's a bit uncalled <laughs> I'm joking, you're not an athlete. <laughs> So, any guesses? Uh, none. Uh, yeah, I'm not gonna lie. I'm very confused. Is this is it based on like an anime game? No, no. This is based on an actual game that you play, Curtis, and it is Final Fantasy X. Ah, oh, balls. Damn. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I I wouldn't okay, consider no. Sin to be a beast whale. That's really offensive. It's a close description again. These are pat- <laughs> badly explained plots. So, <laughs> number two. Low, inco- low income employee discovers staff cuts, slacks off work with his buddies. Okay. You may not get this one at all because I don't think either of you have played this game, but we'll see. Sounds like a Sims game to me. <laughs> It sounds like it is. Uh, Sword Art Online from the perspective of uh, Klein. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. Right, so that was Abe's Odyssey. Yeah, not fair enough. Person. Right, number three. Mutated marsupial kills dozens of animals in order to pursue reckless scientists for harming animals. Fallout. No. That is definitely... No, but you were closer, uh, Idris. It's Crash Bandicoot. Fair enough. (laughs) We we are... uh, 
We're now on at number four. Space age sailor goes from port to port seeking out uh, desperate ladies, men, and blue things with whoever ducks with his ship. Mass Effect. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I would have accepted any of the Mass Effects. So, well, he did hit you with just Mass Effect, so, you yeah, know. I'm just saying, but if like, he added a number off her, I would have been perfectly fine with Unstoppable Super Soldier escorts Lestargic <laughs> AI to humanity's most vulnerable hotspot. Hello. Oh, you bastard. <laughs> <laughs> well done, Idris. Uh, we're now on number six. Highly suggestive tourist <laughs> murders uh, murders sewer addicts in an underground fishbowl. Come again? Highly oh, suggestive oh. tourist murders sewer addicts in an un- undersea fishbowl. Metro? No. Idris? I mean, oh, Bioshock. You said sewer and all I'm thinking of yes, is... Yes, correct. Correct, Curtis. Yeah, I just had ninja turtles in my head. I, I got really confused. I was like, underground? What's underground? I was like, oh, the metros are. Oh, shit. The whole of the Bioshock series. Apart from Infinite. <laughs> right, number, se- number seven. Second Earth-based life form uh, develops weapon techs to... Uh, to in order to kill each other in a bitter, bitter uh, civil war. Couldn't say the words then. What was that? So, second aged. No, sorry, start again. Losing my words. Second Earth based life pool, uh, form develops weapons uh, to fight in a bitter civil war. Gears of War. Incorrect. Fuck off, that's exactly the same premise. <laughs> There was a game that did it before, if it is the exact same uh, promise. Uh, no idea. Nothing's it's come the to Worms mind. games. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> so. <laughs> uh, so, corrupt uh, human organisation uh, holds a martial arts tournament in order to kick the crap out of his family. Tekken. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> Man kills father over anger management issues. Me in about a week if we carry on with these questions. <laughs> <laughs> You've only got three more after this, Curtis, so don't worry. Uh, Idris? Yeah, I've got nothing, mate. God of War. Oh, balls. Okay. Yeah, should have seen that one coming. Uh, actually, wait. Now, you have to be specific. Which God of War? Yeah, that's uh, true. God of War 3, though. All right, thank you. Because all I'm saying is, in the latest <laughs> uh, God of War, he definitely doesn't have as many anger management issues. That is true. He definitely doesn't have his dad either. <laughs> I will give you that. But it's still God of War, nonetheless. Undead uh, Muggle forms his own orcs only talent agency and pers- uh, pursues to push his clients to fight to the death. Lord of the Rings. Dead close. Rising. So close. Um, Shadow of Mordor. 
Yes. <laughs> Shadow of Water is correct. Curse <laughs> <Yeah>. his face. <laughs> cute, lovable mascots. This is number 11 now. So cute, lovable mascots brutalise one another for no discernible reason. Smash Bros. Yes. I was going to go Happy Tree <laughs> Friends. Which one? Yeah, close enough. Not going to lie. Got to watch some Happy Tree Friends now. Corrupt. Uh, no, sorry. <laughs> animal cult. Animal. Fucking hell. Animal cult corrupts a local human as wage slave. Animal crossing. Correct, Curtis. Nice. Not bad, but I think Curtis won that, I'm afraid, Idris. I don't know how. I mean. I was just going to say, who was keeping track? I was not. I was. <laughs> <laughs> what was the final score? Uh, it was, considering, it was uh, five to one. So you did fairly well between you, if you combine Hold the on. scores. No, no, it just, it just got five more than one. one. Come on. I got <laughs> Halo, I got Smash Bros. I oh, got yes, Shadow three. of Mordor. Three. Shadow of Mordor as well, yeah. Maybe three then. There we go. That's more like it. Still lost though. <laughs> to Curtis's yeah, but not as badly as five <laughs> to one. Still kind of bad. Still ahead of you two ways. I, I was too often considering out of twelve questions, that's the amount we got. Yeah, I was half of those descriptions, mate, were so confusing. Yeah, I think that was accurate. the point though. <laughs> Confusing to you two, but that's the whole point. Considering you said last time, oh, we know how your brain thinks yeah. when we first played this the game. The films were so much easier. That just seemed a bit, like, mad. Well, I'm shocked that you didn't get the star athlete one, Curtis. I thought you'd get that one straight away, but... Well, I'd, to be honest, I got really lost as soon as you said Beast Whale. <laughs> that bit made, Still like, had whale. me thrown. Still technically a Beast Whale. Yeah, the moment we said, like, star athlete, the first thing I was thinking of is, like, Sonic and Mario at the Olympics and all those kind of games. Nah, I fully thought he was going down the route of FIFA 20. <laughs> <laughs> well, congrats anyway, guys. You did fairly well. I've got something special planned next time for next week. But you going to tell us what it be. is? or No, I will not. I will completely surprise with you. That sounds fun, thanks. But it will essentially be pitting you against one another, but with specialised topics, I think that's what I'll give you. Okay then. Sorry, specialised topics? You'll see, once you realise what the topics are. Alright, fine, but if you give me a quiz on your mother, I'm winning. (laughs) Well, we'll see, won't we? (laughs) And I doubt that you would. Yeah, I probably wouldn't. We don't really talk so, that much, so Right then, boys. I know. Don't even call. It's just disgraceful, Curtis. <laughs> you there uh, treat her with more respect. So, right then. Today's topic, boys. Best soundtracks. Mm-hmm. So, how about I will pose this first question to both of you. Why do you think, in films and in games, and... In other forms of media, like TV shows as well. Why do you think soundtracks are necessary? Clout. Elaborate. <laughs> More. 
Collaborate or elaborate? You know the podcast that we do, which is based on our opinion? <laughs> Give us the opinion. Okay, so I think it's it's all to do with clout. Just because, you know, make people hear what what's going on. It adds more depth into it. And then it boosts sales for different artists. So an example of that is in the Umbrella Academy, Gerard Way did a lot of the music himself. He picked out the the songs and he also did I think two of the songs on there were his own recordings. So kind of like yep. push himself further within his own product. Excellent. Quite like that answer, Idris. Well to be fair, have you ever watched a film and there's like an epic fight scene but then there's no background music? Like no. the one that always comes to mind is Pirates of the Caribbean at World's End. That scene where he's taking on uh Davy Jones. <laughs> what the fuck's up with these hand actions, guys? Uh, I was taking the piss out of Toby <laughs> just because he keeps moving the camera. <laughs> but yeah, yeah like I, I try to do all the things as we do this. <laughs> something that really tends to make like big scenes like that iconic is the music that goes with it, because you'll notice that music's just stuck in your head for days after. Yes. Well, even now it's just popping straight into my head. Yeah, exactly. But the it, moment even you mention that scene, the opening sequence as well is quite an ira. Uh, not an ironic tune, an iconic yeah. tune. But yes, I would agree with both of those uh, aspects because the well, essentially without soundtracks, I'd, I think of films, games, and TVs probably wouldn't necessarily get the emotions they're getting across, and they wouldn't be as good. Because let's face it, on games, what you remember the most badass boss fights with incredible music in the background. I don't know. I still think my See, favorite track on say uh, that. the Skyrim album is probably the Skyrim Atmosphere. It's forty-five minutes and thirty-six seconds long, but it's a good song. <laughs> <laughs> See, now I hardly remember any soundtracks from games. I always tend to remember for like movies, animes, TV shows. Okay, well, have you got a particularly favorite one, Idris? I told you, Pirates of the Caribbean. That like it's such an iconic one. So that that's your like all time that, favorite. That, that's one probably ones. one of my all time favorites. Okay, uh, Curtis, have you got an all time favorite soundtrack? Uh, from a game, it's either Skyrim or Fallout Three. Fallout Three had a really good one. I loved the like the trailer song, uh, "Set the World on Fire." Yes. That's uh, a banging tune. And then from films, it's Absolutely fantastic. It, so it's either Umbrella Academy for a TV series because of. Like the soundtrack for it was just incredible and it fit so well in the, the theme of what was going on or it would be Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 yeah that had a nice. lot of the soundtracks to it yeah. nice. the Guardians films I had great ones to, I was going to say for me if with the Guardians it's like it is my favourite but it has to be both of them I think Yeah. I, I couldn't pick over because they've got both got incredible songs such such bangers man yeah, definitely. Absolute bangers. Like, um, in terms of game, I have to give it to Undertale. Okay. Where, um, I, f- for those who haven't played to, uh, Undertale, have you two played Undertale? No. Nope. So basically, the premise is you're this uh, human girl or boy, I can never remember, essentially falls down this hole and you enter into the world of monsters. And then you okay. can either choose... Um, so it's a sort of RPG type with turn-based combats, but slightly different. So you still take your turns, but when you're being attacked, you've got like a heart monitor that you can move around, and you have to dodge their attacks in this tiny little box, and like some of the boss fights are ridiculous. But 
nearly every boss has it. Uh, no, every boss has its own soundtrack. Uh, and what's great is you you it's a branching story, so essentially you can pick a passive route or an absolute destructive one. And as you go through those two routes or down the middle, the music changes with your decisions. So like as you're going down the destructive route, starting killing all the monsters instead of sparing them, you uh you literally it becomes darker and more bleak as the music goes through. And so it's where the passive one it becomes quite light and cheery and incredible soundtrack and I've got to agree with Curtis on TV with Umbrella Academy I don't think there's not a better soundtrack that I've yeah. listened to TV wise I think with Umbrella Academy as well you had the iconic tune with the violin and that was one that stuck in everybody's yeah. head completely agree another one um, well how about like even though you say you don't remember the soundtracks Curtis but you get not Curtis Idris sorry looking at Curtis talking to Idris <laughs> um, so you say that you don't necessarily remember them but what about when you uh, pl play boss fights is there any sort of like boss fight that you can remember that had a brilliant soundtrack behind it I see none whatsoever like the only one I remember at the moment is probably the Final Fantasy one and that was purely because I was playing it last night but again like I think the reason it I don't remember them as much with games is because I'm really focused on what I'm doing as opposed to like soaking in information if that makes sense. Okay. So the songs tend to like pass over while I'm busy in the fight. Okay, fair enough. Is that the sort of same for you games wise, Curtis? Uh, it depends on the game. So I really like games like Grand Theft Auto and Saints Row where they've got a soundtrack and the music's in it but it's quite limited to like cutscenes and when you're in the car and it all comes through as the radio yeah. and it's like a little bit yeah. more realistic yeah okay, I get that. but one of the ones that stands out to me is the final boss fight in Dante's Inferno First. it's not like an amazing song but it's like it, it's just enough to kind of like pump you through and get you through that and I think that's one of the best things about it is the music can be worked as like a motivator especially in games for you to carry on yeah. and like move forward if you've played, uh, either of you play Call of Duty Zombies? Yep. Uh, depending on which one, I have played them there. So, if you went on the uh, the original version of the giant in Black Ops, well, no, in World at War, it was called Derise, yeah. and there was the song that you got by activating the radios, so you, ha you normally would get it at the catwalk, and it's called Beauty of Annihilation, and it's just such a nice song. Especially considering, like, you listen to it while you're running around shooting like seventy-five thousand zombies heads off. I just see, like, for yeah. me, when it, when it comes to games, like, music tends to be an indicator of enemies approaching. At which point, it's no longer like, oh yeah, let's let's enjoy this song. It's more a case of, okay, fuck, gotta get ready and take out all these bad guys coming up. That's fair enough, I suppose. But for me, I suppose I I love a good intense. Uh, soundtrack like because yeah. I've been playing Doom Eternal recently there's there's nothing makes me feel more like a proper Demon Slayer when I'm hearing that those banging guitars and everything just playing through as you're just cutting down enemies left and right and just leaving their guts everywhere but I I have I have to say it's um I think music's quite a big key for me in order to get me more tense because I say like although like I've said before I'm not a massive fan of Pokemon 
but I'll definitely give their gym leader battle themes their credit because they really make the battle feel more intense for me. Yeah, I can kind of see enough. that. Um, how about like so? Let's look at not necessarily. Let's have a look at some um, songs that were made for films. So I've always quite liked, although the Transformers films are going to be good. I've always quite liked the Linkin Park songs that they've done for them. Yes, yeah. I think the Transformers films really boosted Linkin Park's um, profile. I would disagree. I feel like Linkin Park really boosted the Transformers profile. See, yeah. the reason I say that say it that way is purely because, like, especially in school and stuff, other than the people who listen to, like, you know, punk rock Linkin Park, no one actually knew them. The moment the Transformers films came out, that those tracks were, like, trending all over the school. I mean, I don't want to be that guy, but I knew who they were. No, no, that's my point, like... Other than people who previously listened to Linkin Park, not everyone knew their name. I mean, yeah, I, I definitely, I, I get that, but I would say that's the same with everybody alive. Like, if you hadn't heard of someone, you don't know who they are. That's just yeah. But as in, like, for knowledge. Linkin Park, having them on the Transformers franchise was a way for them to boost their profile. Possibly. I, I would possibly agree with Idris because uh, I, I get what he's saying because I was the sort of same with when um, uh, James Bond's films come out and then they started doing like some famous singers who I had no idea about did some really good soundtracks for them because you've got like Skyfall, Cas- uh, Casino Royale's one uh, so yeah some of the singers who did that I knew um, but I, I get what Idris is saying but I would have to say it made their transition more popular because I think most people who are fans of Linkin Park often haven't listened to their very old stuff yeah like it's more of their new sort of stuff you're shaking your head guys but I'm not meaning you because you just said well I knew they were (laughs) I would say that that's that's probably wrong because the most famous album by Linkin Park is Hybrid Theory which is like 2008 and most people won't listen to anything past that. So it's their newest. Their newest stuff was kind of the stuff that included the Transformers, and it was to try and bring back popularity to them because people had dipped off after that because they changed like musical roots. They'd gone a lot less what they were doing before, which was more like a techno rap with rock, and they'd gone to more like of a melodic note. Yeah. Okay. I think on the same subject of uh, songs done for films I think one I've always quite liked with my favourite film uh, one of my favourite films of all time is probably I Believe I Can Fly and then that was done for Space Jam that's a banging yeah. film though no, that was a good one it's uh, an absolute banging film so for those who don't <laughs> know who Space Jam is where have you been second off it's literally it's all the Looney Tunes play a basketball game with Michael Jordan such a good film. Against, against aliens, essentially, he wanted to take away the Looney Tunes and capture them. So they're playing a basketball against these aliens, and they recruit Michael Jordan. It's quite a good, quite a good uh, film. You know, I heard that they're doing a, a remake of that. Yes, with yeah. LeBron James. Yeah, it's going to be sick. But 
I don't know how much of it's actually true because that rumour's been around for like a good five, six years now. I think it has been confirmed to be true. I just don't okay. know if it's started production yet. Yeah, makes sense. Well, I doubt it's started production what considering what's going on. How about we look at... Um, so, when I say iconic uh, soundtracks in, in the sense of themes... So, not songs that were done for movies. Can you think of any, like... So, Bar Pirates of the Caribbean. Using that as an example, should I say. So, like, you know, when you think of Caribbean, you think... Da, 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 da. Is there any other sort of films that jump out to you when uh, I say that oh, sort of stuff? like, absolutely tons. Like, you've also got Star Wars. You know, they've got a very iconic opening theme tune. Um, a lot of it is with anime as well. Um... You know, because they've got really sort of songs that pop out. Anime fucks me off. Uh, like, I'm sorry. <laughs> why is your introduction always it's... really like slow and nice and beautiful, and then it gets to the outro and it's like heavy metal? It's the other way around. See, that's that's <laughs> weird. It's the other way around. I I find it's the other way around. Like it's really. Yeah. It's confusing. But it's, it's normal. Like we call it like you know tale of that, but it's actually their regular pop songs. So it's their generic yeah. pop artists and stuff that are doing openings. Yeah, which is quite surprising because when I go and look up the songs, it, it it's when you look them up, it's like it's this whole band that's done a series of songs, and then you look yeah. back and it's like, oh, they've done it for these other intros as well. Yeah, exactly. But I suppose it's it, Japan's way of like the same we do for some of our singers and put their famous songs done for films. So it's a good way to boost it. I'd say. But I'm yeah, surprised definitely. neither. I'm surprised neither of you have gone like sort of down the sort of horror and thriller base. So we've got like stuff like Jaws. Yeah, there's that we've as well. Got, we've got like Halloween. But I mean, okay, there's one that we all agreed the other night was probably one of the best intros ever, and it was purely for the music as well. And that was Brooklyn Nine Nine. Yeah. Yes. The the uh, I wanted that way intro. Yeah. Episode cold seventeen, season five. Yep. Yeah, because we all did come in when we watched it. You can't now not listen to the Backstreet Boys. And not uh, here. With our, now with number five. Now number five. <laughs> so, but again, like that that's the thing. If music's used in quite an interesting way to like draw the audience in, and that, that was definitely a stupidly smart way of doing it. Like They took an already catchy song and made it even catchier. Oh, yeah. But... Uh, that, that's definitely just down to the whole sort of like it was it was very genius writing yeah definitely in sort of using just a song that we've all heard and we all really like and then somehow making it better thinking that it couldn't get better everything's better when you do it a cappella like <laughs> it's just amazing <laughs> well one day we'll have to test that theory then <laughs> but I think for me the one example that stands out more than anything is the Digimon movie and it's the ending Yes. when he's they've just released the darkness with inside this uh, Digimon that I can never remember the name of and he's just standing there in the water in the middle of the sea and he's really happy he's got a massive smile on his face he's like waving his arms in the air and all you can hear is One Week by Bare Naked Ladies in the background and it's just sick yeah. and it's a really yeah. good way to end the film and every time I hear that film I just picture that really happy massive Digimon in the sea waving <laughs> smiling his tits off having a great time <laughs> excellent describing I have to say um, well yeah it just goes to show that you can't necessarily have 
a great film TV show without good soundtrack backings yeah definitely uh, I mean like de- definitely to get like the actual emotions across or like what you're trying to get across like one of the current biggest franchises out there the Marvel Cinematic Universe yes. like think about the amount of different songs you've had throughout the entire series like it's played a massive impact you got your war scenes you got your sad songs I mean Guardians of the Galaxy as well throwing in those pop songs mm. Well, yeah, because you can't now not see the Avengers sort of like symbol come up without hearing that exactly iconic, uh, trumpet sound mixed with all the different other elements and like it it's fantastic because you you can just also like if you really just close your eyes and listen to it you can also just picture the massive orchestra yeah just definitely. being directed and the sort of like. I think I think soundtracks sometimes can be very unappreciative of how much work can go in. I think the smart thing they done with that was every time they pulled in like an Avengers montage, they used the same soundtrack all the way through. Yeah. So through all twenty two films, you had that same noise being drilled into your head. So every time you hear or every time you think Avengers, that's instantly what you associate with. Um. Something that is quite impressive. It's it's amazing how good a soundtrack can often make it a game good like I'm not saying this has already saved the game but something, even in a terrible game you can remember it and there's a series of games which I bought that well a series a game series should I say uh, that has always had excellent banging soundtracks but never the best of games and that's the Sonic games of just how they're able to really uh, fit quite well just with the the area that you're in uh, overall because the, the best example I can say like although it was a terror game um, I think it was called Sonic Unleashed where he turns into that shadow hedgehog yeah, thing that was not a terrible game that Toby. was a good game that was a sick game if you want a bad game opinions? it's <laughs> Sonic Twilight Princess that was a bad game yes <laughs> anyway but Sonic Unleashed or like for me, it was, I didn't like the game, but the soundtrack was really good because it was really good. Like hearing the sort of like for the different like because they were based on actual places, it was nice hearing the soundtrack for the day and then it changed at night. Yeah, I get what you're saying. But like I'd have to say, there's probably not a Sonic soundtrack that I don't like because it really fits well within the sort of like the themes that they get going on as you're traveling through these different areas. Yeah. But then, like, speaking of sort of those kinds of soundtrack, Mario, like the original Mario games, you had the music to go with that 8 bit yep. kind of theme of gameplay. Like, something so simple and subtle because there's no dialogue. And because you spend so many hours playing that game, it just gets stuck in your head. I think another one that's Great. really like that is Zelda. Like, yeah. It depends on how much Zelda that you played, but there was one song in Zelda and it's called Lost Woods. and to this day it's still stuck in my head I think it was in Ocarina of Time but it's just like it's mesmerising I have to say thanks to you Curtis I've still got that Hey Mario song stuck in my head so every time someone <laughs> mentions Mario I get that song stuck in my it's head it's a banger though I think they should it is I, I generally think they should start putting the actual game <laughs> I, I mean I agree but one of the lines is get your shit together bro which is a bit yeah, not quite yeah, family friendly it's a bit aggressive 
Do it in the darker version of my room. <laughs> See, that band has another song as well, and it's called Not Suitable for Work, and then it's just got a picture of boobs, but it's like made out of brackets and full stop. It's sick. I'll send you a link later. Like, it's, <laughs> it's just a great song. Like, honestly, they're a really good band. Uh, it's a band called Patent Pending. Just because no one mentioned that bit. <laughs> I never know whether to mention or not, but you're the music man, so I try, I try and keep it with you sometimes. <laughs> you're the more knowledgeable on music. Ah, it depends. Um, I'd have to. Yeah, Nintendo is very good at making excellent soundtracks because they've also got Splatoon, and like I, I love their ridiculous like sort of. I, it's like a weird blend of like dubstep and hip hop. Yeah, I feel like I've only played the intro of Splatoon, and that's about it. Splatoon is a really good game, but I think the soundtrack that they've got to go with it is really fitting. So it goes with the aesthetic of the game. I think if you tried to yeah. put that in any other shooter, it would not work. But the fact that Splatoon's meant to be this like, ah, oh, look at us, we're all punks and we spray ink, it kind of works. It's really fucked up. But it's a ridiculously addictive game as well. It is. It, it's pretty good, to be fair. Nah, I, I don't think I could ever actually play a game without a good soundtrack in certain aspects to really sort of like... Because in your case, Idris, I think... Because you're always being a story member, I think... Yeah. Half of the reasons that you get so into your game sometimes is because of those soundtracks, just without even realising it half the time. I think memorable boss fights for me have always been backed with a really good um, soundtrack. Like, no, that's uh, fair. The best example is uh, Metal Gear Solid Revengeance. If I'm saying that made up word correctly. I feel like you're not, but I also don't want to correct you because I probably wouldn't say it right either. <laughs> Um, uh, but you know which one I'm on about is uh, with uh, essentially Jack, uh, where you're playing Jack as the enhanced cyborg. If you guys have played I'm it, I'm going to say no, but I'm not a big fan of Metal Gear Solid. But yeah, but when uh, I think probably uh, that has got some of my most favourite boss fights in because I just love to hear the soundtrack as well. And it, it sort of made me fight harder in a sense, or sort of like getting the dodging perfectly as well all around. Definitely, soundtracks make it a lot better for me. Yeah, it's just revengeance, not revengeance. It was some made up word. <laughs> See, and there was me thinking he turned no, his camera off it, to check his text messages. Yeah, no, I was just checking that because it, it didn't make sense to me. It wasn't a made up word, it was just revengeance. They've just spelt it a bit weirdly. Or they spelt it right, so and, and Toby's read it a bit weirdly. Well, no, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what, that wasn't even a joke. <laughs> yeah, but I know where your game is. I know where you're going. <laughs> I wasn't going to say anything, man. I'm, I'm not disrespectful like that. How okay? <laughs> so, how about games that actually incorporate music into its gameplay? Oh, so like your Guitar Hero games and whatnot. Essentially, yeah. Oh. yeah. I think, like, for games like that, they are a pinnacle part. I mean, how are you going to have a Guitar Hero with no music? I used to yeah, play Guitar Hero on mute. <laughs> uh, you're a different kind of special mate. Yeah. Uh. But the thing is, right, up until I was, like, 13, 14, I used to play all of my games with no volume. 
Okay. Don't know why. It was a. Uh, I just really weird. I think it just stemmed from you know when you were a kid and you were playing DS at night time. Yeah. I always had to have my volume. No. Oh, okay, right. So when I was a kid and I was playing <laughs> DS at a night time and my mum would come in and tell me to stop playing, I'd just hide it under my pillow. So I always had to have the volume yeah. all the way off. So that if she came in and I like shoved it under, she wouldn't just hear a doo 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 doo. Yeah, exactly. So I just I played okay. with no volume like all the time, and then when I had Guitar Hero, I started challenging myself because I was like, right. So a lot of the time, I know where it's coming from because I know where it is in the song. So if I mute it, then I can just keep playing and see if I can get it. Okay, that makes sense. It's still really weird. <laughs> yeah, but I'm just sick at Guitar Hero. Like, I wish I was lying. I've played it for like. 3,000 hours overall. <laughs> I had a problem. Well, I definitely... I've, I've never been good at Guitar Hero. I just don't think I've got the uh, ambidextrous fingers for it. Hey, if any of you guys want a game, I'm happy to give you one. Sound, I'm down then. I'd, I'd like to see that. We'll, we'll stream it for our uh, podcast. Like, I'm <laughs> not good at Guitar Hero, but I enjoy playing Guitar Hero. Fair enough. Yeah, you... I love the songs though, that they pick. I do not deny that they do pick some banging songs. They definitely do. But it's the same with like um, the Just Dance games as well. Oh, now there's a game so, like, that I'm more than happy to challenge either of you. My, my little sisters absolutely love playing that on the Connect, but they always have to have like the really punchy, poppy kind of songs to it as well that stick in your head. Do you guys remember the iPhone game called Tap Tap? Yep. It was like Guitar Hero, uh, no. but it was on. It was. It came around like. You remember before everyone had an iPhone and everyone just had an iPod Touch. Yeah. It was like that kind of generation, and they released loads of games, and it was called Tap Tap Revenge, and it was basically like Guitar Hero, but it only had three things, and you just tap it with your thumbs. Yeah. I used to play that so much, and one of my favorite bands, I found out, like I found them through Tap Tap, and they're a band called Neon Fair Trees, enough. and they're actually pretty sick. Like I would recommend giving them a listen as well. Fair enough. No, like when you say tap tap for some strange reason, I go to those old arcade games where it's just got the arrows on, and you literally just, uh, literally, so literally just the arrows come down, and you just uh, tap the uh, arrows that are on the thing, and you just get sort of really into it. Sort of like a very early just dance, <laughs> just without the other moves in. Uh, the like the big here. arcade machines, like uh, what were they? Yes, like that's what dance yeah. revolution. Yes, yeah, something along those lines. Down <laughs> yeah, I used to play them really, as that... a kid, like in arcades. See, like yes. if you go to um, Star City, for those of you who are in Birmingham, like us three, um, they've basically yeah, got. To our American a... listeners, just come down to Birmingham and go to Star City. <laughs> yeah, you need to be careful as but well yeah, because so... uh, there is actually a Birmingham in Alabama in the United States. Yeah, we're, we're talking UK Birmingham here, <laughs> but no. Uh, so they've got a drunk. Dance Revolution over in the arcade at Star City, but it's purely K-pop music. Yeah, and someone's... I could be down for that. My point is, it's probably like the only one in the UK that I've ever come across. Like, it's a pretty fine niche, if that makes sense. Uh, head down to Skegness, mate. Fantasy Island Arcade. They're everywhere. Fair enough. <laughs> Yeah, but I'm not exactly going to Skegness often. (laughs) They tipped trip to Skegness to play a really fucked version of Just Dance. Yeah, we could just buy Just Dance. (laughs) Hold on, hold on. Why are we going to Skegness for K-pop Just Dance when, like I said, Star City? I don't want to play K-pop. 
<laughs> yes, you do, Curtis. I would actually yes, rather. You just you just you just don't know it yet, Curtis. I, yes, you do. <laughs> I would rather chew off my left leg. Still gonna no. make you dance. <laughs> I'll make you dance in your stubs. <laughs> wow, man! You know what that is? That's actually discrimination. That's against the Equality Act of 2010. Don't don't do this because we were talking about this yesterday, and I was moaning about this yesterday. You cannot turn this around. Oh. I've never bullied you, Toby. As if you've you've just come in and shot at me for being an amputee. But you're not an amputee. That doesn't matter. You can't make assumptions like that. Yes, I can. I've seen you. Might just have a really good prosthetic. You don't know. <laughs> That's a possibility. I haven't actually thoroughly checked. Maybe next time we're in this quarantine, I'll give you a good once-over to see if you have got any. Uh, Yo, Toby. As I much mean, as I like you, I don't want you to give me a rub down. You don't have a say in this case. This is happening. Or do you like? Can, you can I just say though, we have all been on holiday together. Yeah. Pretty sure you would have noticed a prosthetic then. I don't know. Like you said, it could be a really good one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Graph skin over it. Have you not seen Terminator? <laughs> Man's got a point. Okay, I'll give you that. I'll give you that. I mean, uh, West Skynet. Yeah. <laughs> but I have to say, along those lines of games, I'd say one that I definitely got addicted to, and I would certainly get a VR system for, is Beat Saber. Okay. Like, when, you, when you're when you in the VR headset, it's, it's an amazing game. The tunes are absolutely banging. It makes makes it really good but when you're outside and you're just watching someone uh, play it it looks so weird like it's be- beyond weird Toby's but, getting so confused I'm, yes because <laughs> <laughs> you two on video chat are just I don't know what you're doing well we're playing Just Dance <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> well, at least you're doing that. But early, it seemed like you'd been very racist. <laughs> Why did it seem like we were being racist? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> what, what, what the hell was that, Toby? That was, it's this. The hand, the hand gestures you did earlier. Bro, that means okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Not, not in that action. <laughs> I get that Idris is brown, yeah, but it's not that kind of friendship we got. <laughs> yeah, like, I mean, come on, we, we're having fun here. <laughs> it's just, Curtis can't do this hand thing where you, like, make it. Yeah, I'm, I'm really not sure what you. I just turn into a squish. <laughs> Use your fingertips, see, mate. See, if what I'm seeing all makes sense of what they're saying, <laughs> what you guys are hearing at home, this must sound really bizarre. I will record a video. Well, Idris will record a video and then we'll place it on the Instagram so people can kind of see the oh, understanding of it. <laughs> I, I can guarantee there's no understanding of it. Ah, there's some, probably. <laughs> but yes, soundtracks, I think, are definitely incredibly necessary in pretty much anything to get your point across. Yeah, 100%. I feel like, though, we have skipped over something very big when it comes to music and soundtracks. Porn. Go for You're- it. Uh, no, not that case. Your Disney films, like, most of them are musicals. That's true. <laughs> What's wrong, case? Not a fan. Just Disney, in it. Not. 
I mean, yeah, coming, for like coming from the man who's just subscribed <laughs> to Disney Plus. <laughs> yeah, okay. The only thing that I really like from Disney is the Marvel section of it, and I'm not going to lie, I was a big fan of like High School Musical and Camp Rock as a kid. I'd still watch it now, but it's not something. Can, that can I, I just like. say something though? Can, so, why are you saying that as a shameful thing? You, you've like got Disney Plus for the Marvel section, but then you've got all of the Marvel series on box set. Yeah, I know, but. So basically, the thing is, I'm really lazy, and this way I don't have to get up and change the DVD. Um, okay. I mean, you guys both know me, and you know that that is true. Yeah. yeah. I download all of my games digitally, that, so true. I don't have to change the disc. Well, yeah, who doesn't? There's no point having get discs uh, in hard copy anymore, because they still make you download them anyway. Yeah, okay, speak for yourself. I like to collect hard copies for the sake of having, like, a physical collection. I only get hard copies for special edition games. So I've got... I try and get steelbooks of all my favourites. So I've got, like, Fallout 4. Yes, yeah, steel, uh, steelbooks is a massive... I've got the whole, like, uh, Halo yeah. Reach collection for Xbox 360 because it came in, like, a really nice steelbook. First, I'll give you that. I'm the other way around. I do it for DVD collections in the hopes that I, one day I can recreate the hot fuzz scene where he just opens up that cabinet and just tells him which one to watch for the first time. <laughs> I don't think that's ever going to happen. I'm sorry. You don't know. I See, have dreams, like, Curtis. Big plans, it'll happen. <laughs> I, I've seen... Um, I'll even get Simon Pegg to come back and recreate it. <laughs> if anyone's going to be close to that, it's going to be cut. Because I've seen his like box of DVDs and he's got a shit ton. You haven't seen my box of DVDs. I've got a whole cupboard of them. If he's just got a box... Nah. Covered yeah, but he's got multiple. But yeah, yeah, you, you know what I mean. But no, uh, as I was saying, like Disney films. Could you imagine Lion King without the music? Yes. Like, how horrendous would it be? I would be a lot of animals dancing for no reason. Like, exactly. Like, I do get it, and I completely understand. My only issue is the Disney princess films, like okay. Tangled, and most specifically. Frozen. I fucking hate Frozen with a passion. Like, <laughs> it burns in my chest how much I despise that film. See, Is I've it got a lucky. It's a female lead, Curtis. Does that upset you? No, no. Is that what it's it? because of Let It Go? That song is so fucking annoying. <laughs> See, like, thankfully, thankfully, my little sister's not into Frozen. So I'm not stuck enough to listen to that as much. That's good. You don't have to put it down. Then. Other... <laughs> but like, there's another show. It's um, it's basically about like some dance troupe of kids and whatever, which she watches religiously. That's so fucking annoying. We're we talking about Glee stepping up. Uh... No. Um... All right, give me a sec. Okay. So... Next step. No, I... Next step. Wait, hold on. I'm more confused it, as to how you like, found that so quickly without even turning your camera on. No, it, it literally just popped into my head. Secretly, he's uh, the one okay. who watches it and uses his but, sister as so, an excuse. Yeah, not at all. But basically, it's a CBC show, so it's always on that. I see. Okay. But she's now realised that we've got a BBC iPlayer, so she's now re-watching it all again through that. And they've also gone and put it onto Netflix, so she's watching it on that as well. Like... There's there's limits here. I mean, you say that. I watched How I Met Your Mother all nine series six times in a row. 
Uh, I just, I really. To be fair, like I do it. the same with Brooklyn Nine Nine. Yeah, I've done it with Brooklyn Nine Nine as well. Right. Like, I do it with Brooklyn Nine Nine. I'm probably going to end up doing it with Elway Sunny in Philadelphia. I don't know how I feel about that one. I may go back and do it, but to be fair, Always Sunny in Philadelphia's got a pretty good uh, funky tune, Nightman. That's it has. <laughs> I suppose sitcoms are the probably they only have the little jingles when it comes to soundtracks. I'd say there's nothing like in the t- t- uh, sense of like. Uh, I do feel like feelings across. Quite a few sitcoms have the odd episode here where they decide to throw like a musical into it. Yeah. So with How I Met Your Mother, uh, Barney and Robin have a bit of a musical scene. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think that's someone's wedding where it's that dance scene. And then he goes off with the other girl rather than Robin when she realises she likes him. Uh, True. Yeah, the baby Kevin daddy. And Nora. It's on yeah. the boat. Yeah. I, I would ha- I would have to say with that, it definitely, when sitcoms do that, probably with that, Scrubs has done probably the best oh, one. Oh, Scrubs' one was okay. sick, to be fair. Because they had my favourite song, Guy Love, between JD and Turk, and it was just absolutely hilarious, but it's such a good, catchy song. See, I really liked the one in The Flash. Okay. So it was a crossover episode because it had Supergirl in it as well, but they did like... The one where they go to like an alternate oh, reality the mu- music kind of thing. Maestro. Yeah, the Music Maestro yeah. episode. Yes, that one was I sick the one you're on because about. it was just like, the whole thing was a musical and it, it was kind yeah. of like, it was more of an old school musical as opposed to the newer ones like Disney. Yeah. yeah. More like Fiddler on the Roof sort of shit. But yeah, the, watching Flash, it's amazing that the um, the police officer has a pretty damn good uh, jazz voice. Yeah, it's just confusing because when he goes Barry Allen can sing. <laughs> but what do you mean? Like anyone can sing, just some could sing better. I don't want to agree with you. I heard Rebecca Black try and sing Friday. <laughs> uh, as, like I said, not everyone can sing. Well, everyone can sing, but not well. <laughs> Some people just sound a little bit more like dying animals, but that's fine. Yeah, yep. that's fine. Yep. But, but that's the whole point of karaoke. <laughs> Is it? Like, well, yeah, because it's for t- a chance for terrible people to sing their favourite song. Like, open mic night, yes. If you've got talent, go to an open mic night. Don't think that you've got talent. <laughs> But karaoke, because I can't sing, but I love singing karaoke. But it's a great thing. But I know that I will never ever go on to an open mic stand or X Factor or anything like that. You know I hate doing karaoke. Well, I will change your mind on that. (laughs) Clearly, you've never seen me perform karaoke. Me, Tom and Toby on the way to Cornwall for a holiday. Like, that that was a banger karaoke session. It was. Just, okay, I speak for myself. I can't sing for shit, but... Like, just being in that setting, like, the music helps so much. Yeah, see, I sing all the time, but I just don't feel like I would ever sing at karaoke. Fair enough. I, I, well, it's nice having the words in front of me as well with karaoke, or the song playing, because I often forget the words sometimes. Yeah, I feel that. Terms, I feel like we need to do another road trip just for the sake of having another session like that. Probably. Just, just go somewhere, just pick... <laughs> Just pick a long destination. Doesn't matter if we're gonna do yeah, yeah. anything just, there. Just... just so we can have a good sing along. <laughs> All right, but you might need to get two cars and then do it for a walkie-talkie. You know. Oh, are you jumping in. 
Fez. No, it's social distancing. Come on. Get with the times. <laughs> We're in lockdown, mate. <laughs> we wouldn't be allowed to leave. Yeah, exactly. We're event. planning this once lockdown's over, mate. Oh, well, you didn't specify. <laughs> Alright, well, we've got our holiday coming up soon, haven't we? So, yeah. we'll do it then. Do we, though? But... I mean, I'm hoping so. <laughs> I don't know. I don't think we'll save up the money in hard times in this uh, coronavirus. I've got to move out in like two months. I've got no clue where I'm going. It's chill. We can delay the holiday a little. I thought you were going to say delay moving in. I was like, no, we can't. <laughs> I definitely think we'd have to delay the holiday. Um, but just as that is a point, like music is great pretty much for, for everything. Yeah. Obviously, like, you've got to pick the right song because it's probably uh, not the best time to probably play Call Me Maybe while you're in a funeral. So I think <laughs> pick it, picking the right song for the right situation, and you see that especially in games and in uh, movies and TVs, because it's not I like... I think it, the place where music probably has the most impact is in the trailers. Yeah, I'd agree, because it adds a lot more suspense. If you've got... Yeah, so if you've got a trailer and the music's not that great and it doesn't suit the visuals well, you feel less inclined to see it. But like, when you've got a movie trailer or a game trailer and the music's top notch, the scenes are brilliant, it makes you want to go see it. Like, take the Wonder Woman trailer, the new one that's coming out. Yes, I The music fits that. so well with it and it adds to the atmosphere and it definitely makes you want to go see it. Yeah, Whereas if you were to switch that out with something else it probably wouldn't have that same effect. It's interesting you say that, because that didn't always used to be the case. It didn't always used to be music. It used to be that deep, uh, a deep-voiced man describing how epic the film yeah. was. So it's it's quite interesting, but it, it's not... Because you agree, because if it's really good, because it, it, that's definitely one of the wonder, uh, reasons I want to go and see Wonder Woman. Yeah. Like, because that, that soundtrack... I think I can see that becoming, like, a very iconic soundtrack. Like, when you say Wonder Woman, that, that soundtrack's going to pop into your head. Yeah, definitely. No, that, that's really interesting. Adverts as well. There's a, another place picking the right song. Mm-hmm. I don't like it when they ruin a song, where they've uh, slightly changed the word. Because, like, what is that? Uh, is it the home base adverts? you got knock on wood. Like, it just ruined that song for me. <laughs> See, what I've noticed with TV adverts, though, is that rather than using a new song or or an original song, they seem to go and use something of the past to try and recycle it. And, you know, it's more so just to get it stuck in your head, really, isn't it? See, I feel like that works way too well. So one of the examples is, is I've had the Halifax advert stuck in my head since 2002. Okay. So, you guys have probably heard this, like, in real life, at some point throughout our friendship, but it's when I'm walking around, and then suddenly it just comes into my head, and I'll just start singing to it, and it's the one that goes, something tells me I'm in for something good, at the end. Yep. And it's talking about his his current account. Yeah, so I will sing that all the time. Like, one of my friends, uh, you probably know her as well, Train Girl. She, yep. <laughs> yes. We were once hanging out, and I started singing the song, and then Oscar turned around and was like, "It's so annoying." I, I literally hear you sing that all the time. And she, to which point she turned around and was like, "I've been his mate for seven years, and the whole seven years he's been singing this song." 
<laughs> and it's like it's literally stuck in my head for the entirety of my fucking lifetime and I just can't get rid of it fair enough but yeah that, that's the thing like they are really catchy yes yeah, it's, it's it, I find it annoying because I agree with him because on that basis it's the Just Eight adverts when they started doing uh, mu- musical numbers for them and it was just like oh god I love these songs down and now they're going to get stuck in my head I think a more modernised version of it as well is if you look at TikTok. Yes. So TikTok is literally, it's the worst thing in the world because you can scroll through TikTok and then suddenly you've got seven songs stuck in your head and it's the way that they just use music to put with like a seven second video and it, it just adds so much to it despite the fact yeah, that definitely. TikTok is actually a trash app. <laughs> Agreed. Well, it's quite interesting, though, as a, another example. It, it's definitely gotten me hooked, because like, the whole reason I started watching The Good Doctor was because I saw um, short clips of it, essentially, on Facebook as I'm scrolling through different videos. Okay. And in order to get them to get those videos up on... Uh, to get past copyright and rules and stuff, they would put uh, music over it so you could hear the music but still watch the clip. So I think that's another way of using music quite cleverly. Yeah, I'd agree so with that. So it to censor what's going on then. Yeah. So essentially censor what's going on. Um, I'm surprised, Joe. You know we, we've mentioned, uh, we mentioned uh, Star Wars, uh, but we, we haven't mentioned stuff like, uh, we've got like Harry Potter and Lord of the Rings, which have got yeah. quite good soundtracks to them. I think with those, it's more orchestra stuff for, like, the battle scenes and things as well. Yeah. See, like, with Star Wars, you had that same track pretty much through all nine films. With Lord of the Rings, you had different tracks, but you had massive orchestral music to go with their battle scenes. Mm. I I disagree in the sense of, like, because Lord of the Rings does start off with the the same melody in each one. Okay. Soft comments. I agree. Like with the different battles, it is yeah. a different orchestra. But I'd, in terms of essentially, it does similar stuff to Star Wars in the sense of that, that same soft melody. And then depending on the situation, it sometimes yeah. Bit. Harry Potter had some all right soundtracks to it. I have to say. Yeah, yeah Harry Potter did Harry consistently Potter. have a big the same uh, intro on it. Ah, oh, but. I think I think in games it probably hits me more because definitely something me and Curtis same, share the same passion on is that soundtrack from uh, Fallout Three. I've just the radio along with um, why am I not remembering the character's name? He does the radio. Uh, Mad Dog is it? Uh, is it Free Dog? Yeah, Free Dog for Freedom Radio. Yeah, I believe. That's it. Might be Mad Dog. It's it's something dog. Okay. Yeah, definitely something dog. But just because, but it's it's all old time songs from like I think the sixties and seventies, is it? Because it's that era of the, well, it's around the era of after the Cold War anyway. So it'd be those songs. Right. And but it it just goes to show because like because I wasn't born in those areas, but I still think those songs are great. And there's nothing 
more greater than just going across the wasteland. Like, half the time, I didn't even fast travel just so I could listen to the radios and travel along the wasteland. Uh, it is Free Dog, and he's the news anchor Freedom. of Galaxy News Radio because Freedom Radio was Fallout 4. Ah, right, okay. But yeah, I, I com- completely agree. Like, I think the soundtrack in Fallout 3 is incredible. Like, my favourite song is definitely Set the World on Fire. And it's just the way that it kind oh. of like all spans across. Mm. Well, it, it just goes to show because that song was so iconic for that game. It then, from the same band, did they did it for uh, Fallout 4 with a different song. Okay, can we just clarify? When you say Set the World on Fire, how does that song go? Because if it's the same one I'm thinking of. Um, yeah, I, I don't want to set the world on fire. I just want to start a uh, flame in your heart. Yeah. Okay, so, so it's, it's not song. the one. Do you want the tune or? Uh, so, no, no, it's fine. I know which one you're on about okay. now. It's not the same one I was thinking of. So, this is more away from like digital platforms and it's more theatre. Um, like with my mm-hmm. primary school, we used to go to the theatre a lot for various plays like. You know, Christmas times, it was Chronicles of Narnia, fire safety shows and things like that. Uh, I distinctly remember, like, a fire safety show they'd done, and it was like, uh, I didn't say... Uh, what was it? Basically, like, um, I didn't set the word off, I wanted to watch it burn. Uh, I'll have to send you guys the song later on, you'll remember it then. But, like, again, it's another platform where music works so well. Yeah, like, do you remember when you were a kid, you were in assembly, and they were about to give you some really boring stuff, and then they opened up the assembly with, give me, give me oil in my lamp, keep me burning, and you're just there like, yo, this is a banger. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> bangers per second, man, bangers per second. That's what you need. But, uh, well, to, su- to essentially sum up, you, you can't really have some good games or iconic scenes in games or films and stuff without a good soundtrack half of the time. I'm not saying it's always necessary, but I think it is definitely well needed and I I like to think that most films and games probably wouldn't be as big of successes without those awesome soundtracks as well. I mean, let's just take yeah. a really good example of Just Another Night. We've got a soundtrack. Yeah. Yep. Uh, exactly, and I think hopefully it becomes an iconic uh, sound one day. <laughs> that creative eight-bit intro. That <laughs> <laughs> we didn't actually create. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I created the template for it. Just saying. Yeah. To be fair, you did, and then someone made it way. Yeah, better. I'm sorry. I'm just not an engineer. <laughs> uh, I mean. Okay. <laughs> well, that is all we have time for, ladies and gentlemen, and other creatures of the deep. So, continuing to enjoy your isolation, remember to leave comments, like, and tell us what your favourite soundtracks were and how they affected you on our Instagram address. Yeah, that's just underscore another night. And our Twitter. At just underscore another ni. And this is the Home Skillet Biscuit signing off. Bye, bros. (laughs) Bye, everyone. Goodbye, I guess.